Hey, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. I know I've been away for a minute, um, but I had a great reason. My daughter had her tonsils out, so I've been playing uh, doctor for the better part of this week, which is why I haven't gotten an episode up. But I'm hoping to rectify that fact right this very second, which is, of course, why you're listening to this. Uh, lots of exciting stuff happening next week. I will be doing um, a social jujitsu keynote at the Grand Rapids Market in Grand Rapids, Michigan, for the fine folks of PageWorks that I'm very excited to do. I know that is sold out. And later on next week, specifically Thursday, I will be doing one for Herman Miller. That one is private, but I will bring you the audio for that uh, afterwards, I believe. And I start teaching class on Tuesday night. So a busy, busy week. But we hope to keep the podcast going uh, because I find it keeps not only me fresh, but you fresh and lots of comments coming. So we had a question today. We will start with that question. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkram from MLive. You can get at me, as always, on email, eric at MLive.com, or the various sundry ways you could do that on LinkedIn. Thank you for all the feedback for the stuff that we're writing. Uh, Facebook, just look up Eric Hulkren. Um, Twitter, you can do at Polymath and Vine. You can do Twitter or at Polymath and Vine on Snapchat. And I'm sure I'm on Foursquare, but I don't use it. And then whatever way can you get me? I think that should be enough. We should be good for now. Instagram at Polymath and Vine if you want to see cool photos of the stuff that I'm doing. Okay, the question uh, from yesterday was from my friend Charles, who on Facebook asks, Eric, YouTube red question mark and my response was easy my response was nope and here's what I mean by that so you're already seeing the backlash today as ESPN has had to pull their uh, product off of YouTube because the YouTube red deal now if you haven't really paid attention to what it is it's pretty much what everybody's working on right now um it's a subscription based 999 a month ad free version of YouTube and they're doing that because well to be quite honest from a business perspective they feel and rightly so it's about time for us to pay our rate uh, or freight if you will and I, I think many 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 people who have been running ads on YouTube are probably making more money than YouTube has been making just in the bandwidth alone that's the thing that the people don't understand I think they see Google and they go ah oh, they must be making billions of dollars they're Google but um, if you think about the amount of content that is going up it's four billion four billion views a day right that's a lot of bandwidth to carry. Now, that is not my area of expertise, so I won't even a attempt to surmise what level of bandwidth it takes to play 4 billion video views a day all over the world to whoever wants to watch it at whatever point they want to watch it. So they come up with a 999 version that's called YouTube Red. Here's where it gets a little wonky. So there are stories out today saying that Google has gone to some of its top content providers and said, look, you need to sign this new deal that includes YouTube Red and a portion of the proceeds that you make from YouTube, you know, from YouTube in general, uh, we are going to take portions of that. And if you don't sign this version of YouTube Red, the deal that has YouTube Red in it, we are going to hide your content from people in both the ad free world and the ad world. So both sides of YouTube, the content will seemingly disappear. They are saying, Google is saying, I should say, 
that they are trying to keep the uh, user experience consistent. So if you see one piece of content on the ad-free version, you will also see it on the ad version with, obviously, ads attached to it. But as I said earlier, ESPN has had to pull their stuff from YouTube because they have previous agreements with subscription services, so they can't join another subscription service. So you've got a couple things going on. So whatever's happening between YouTube, uh, Google, the content providers and the contracts is a lot of supposition, but assuming something's going on, that's obviously something to talk about. On the other side, there are big name publishers who obviously have deals with other entities, specifically when you're dealing with TV or movies. So you're dealing with ESPN, you're dealing with Marvel, you're dealing with Disney. They all have deals with streaming services, with Netflix, with Hulu, with whomever, and they can't just jump into another one without figuring out to rewrite all of these other contracts. So as of right this very second, ESPN has pulled all of their content off of YouTube proper because it can't be there when YouTube Red goes live. Where does that leave you? Well, that sort of leaves you out in the cold, right? So they want you to pay your freight because it's really expensive to run. And they're going to thank you for that by giving you a $9.99 version to buy into. And if you don't buy into it, well, then lots of this content disappears. Now, I'm one who believes in the market. And the market is going to do whatever the market is. Is going to do. That's not to say that YouTube doesn't have the right to do this. Of course, they have the right to do this. They can do whatever they would like. I don't know that the market bears paying $9.99 to watch videos on YouTube ad free. That is just my opinion. And I say that because, unlike these other platforms, be it Hulu, be it Netflix, be it whatever, I mean, Amazon Prime, whichever one that you use. All three of those specifically seem to do a much better job curating the video experience for you. So the, if on Netflix specifically, because I use that one more than the others, although I use all of them, on Netflix specifically, it's much less a pull, meaning you don't actually have to know what you're going to go look for. You, it just kind of shows up based on the algorithm of what you're watching. On YouTube right now, as it is, if you don't subscribe to somebody... It's just a waterfall of content that you have to weed through to find something or somebody sends you a video that they saw on BuzzFeed or someplace else that comes out from the internet and into you somehow and that's how you watch that video. Or you go there to type in something specifically. You're working on a college paper and you want to learn about Nellie Bly. So you type in Nellie Bly and you watch a 10-minute documentary about how she started the whole idea of journalism with stunt news. And then you go, what the hell is stunt news? And right, that's what you do on YouTube. Or you go, oh, my... Plumbing is broken. How do I fix my plumbing? I know that there's a more specific phrase for plumbing, which should explain how bad I am at plumbing. But I would type in, hey, my plumbing's messed up. And then I would find a video and I would look at that. All of those are polls. I have to go into YouTube and tell it exactly what I want. And then it gives it to me. That as a paid premium service is not going to work. Now, if it's able to work as well as like like Google Now, which I think is one of their best products. In fact, I love the two things that I use the most right now are Nuzzle and Google Now. And I think Google Now just does a great job of kind of managing what's happening in the day, which some might find creepy. But at least I feel like it's it's doing something. It's not a, I don't have to tell it what I'm doing. It's already curating all of that stuff and going, oh, by the way, you've got a meeting coming up. Oh, by the way, the Bears are playing and they're going to lose in overtime to the Lions. Oh, by the way. Um, here's a piece of content that we found that we thought you might like, and then you click on it and you get more content like that. If YouTube Red is going to do stuff like that, I think, okay. However, 
there is still this element that let's call it an X factor about YouTube. That's there's this lack of shine to it. There's the DIY, not quite the DIY level of Snapchat, but still a DIY level that I think is why people gravitate to all of this content on YouTube. I have a friend who does this really killer gardening series. He gardens, uh, you know, not really all year round, but in the spring, he starts, and then he runs you through the whole process all summer long. Now, what I like about it is, number one, I know him, and number one, he knows what he's talking about, and two, the videos are well done. But they're not, you know, they're not over-the-top Hollywood blockbusters. And so I think people are going to this for the community aspect as much as they are for the content. And I just wonder, having not used YouTube, Red, it's just an announcement at this point, um, I, I just wonder how many people are going to pay nine ninety nine to watch it ad free i guess i don't really i I assume the ads are there and i i was assuming clearly wrong because they're changing their pricing model i was assuming that they had figured out the economics of this whole thing and these ads were somehow paying everybody so that they could keep the service up they're doing this because that is clearly not true i just don't know how many people are going to jump on and pay 9.99 we also don't know how many people need to jump on and pay 9.99 for it to work that's the other fun thing when you're dealing with the internet and when you're dealing with the internet at scale is that you only need to find the people that you need to find in order to do that however i will close today's episode by saying some of the brightest minds in the world some of the brightest minds in the world are working on subscription and trying to figure out how it works, and nobody's been able to crack that, right? You've got Bezos working on it in twofold, over at the Washington Post and over at Amazon. You've got the folks, Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre, all of the people at Apple trying to figure it out at Apple Music. You've got the crew at Spotify trying to figure it out. You've got the crew at Pandora trying to figure it out. You've got everybody at iHeartMedia trying to figure out the subscription service for when they need to make the switch over to a fully digital product. You have Hulu trying to figure it out. You have Netflix, which I think is figuring it out better than most, but they still haven't figured it out. It's still not a thing where every piece of content on television and movies that you've ever wanted to consume is on in one place because that would be the ideal, right? Is this ubiquitous media platform that you can just go in and go, I would like to watch Star Wars. And then you watch 10 minutes of Star Wars and you go, I would like to watch um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And then you watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and you're like, I would like to watch episode three of season two of all in the family and then that right we're not there yet we're all working on it and so you might be mad about youtube red and and as you can hear in my voice i'm not super excited to pay for it i might try it out for a month maybe or i might not however that's not for us to judge if we trust in the market we've got to trust in the market and if people find this a useful service they're going to tell you that they find it a useful service what i'm telling you is nobody's really figured it out yet. In fact, the best products out there that are figuring it out are like Birchbox. And all they're doing is taking free samples, putting it in a box, and sending it to you. And even that bubble is going to burst at some point. Nobody has figured out the subscription model to a level that I would find acceptable given the technologies that we have and the ability to understand what the customer wants when they want it and deliver what they want. This is one more interesting level to that. But ultimately, I think a level that's not going to work because... Uh, um. I really like the idea of having multiple choices instead of just one choice, right? Either ads or no ads. And I think the ads or no ads seems like an ultimatum to the customer, and that's going to turn some people off. So we'll watch. We'll see what happens on YouTube Red. But, Charles, to answer your question, not really. I get why they're doing it, 
I think more power to them, and they've got to do it because of all of the costs that go into running an, um, an amazing, when you think about it, right, an amazing piece of software that you just type in seemingly whatever you would like to watch in YouTube, and it pops up. That is an amazing moment in technology, right? Don't let that go understated. They have done something amazing. Now they need to fund it. Do you want to help them? That's up to you, and we'll wait and see what happens. All right, back tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. As always, you can get at me, eric at amlive.com.